Welcome to the Regents University London podcast. In each episode, we'll be inviting a Regents academic to talk about something of interest related to their field of study or exploring the Regents community. In this episode, Dr. Leslie van der Leer talks about why people hold distorted beliefs about themselves and suggests a reason for why this might be. Hi, and thank you for joining me. The main question that interests me is why people are so wrong about themselves and their lives. While I will talk to you about my research, I'm going to start by asking you to think back to maybe a date or a job interview, and when someone asked you about your hobbies, you mentioned the exercise, but failed to mention the long nights at the pub, for example. Just like we present a better picture of ourselves to others, we present a distorted picture to ourselves. In my research, I ask people to give estimated answers to different questions, where the more accurate their answer, the more money they got for it. So think about what you would answer to the following question. What percentage of all airports in the world is located in the USA? You got something? Okay, what about, what is your chance of having a limp amputation? Now, imagine I told you your estimated answers are wrong. I don't tell you what's wrong about them, but I ask you to reconsider if maybe you were too high or too low. Were there any examples that you hadn't thought about before? I give you another chance to answer. So for the airport questions, would you have gone higher or lower than your first answer? What about for the limb amputation question? If you're anything like my participants, the second answers to neutral questions like about airports can go up or down. On average, your estimates will be the same. However, for undesirable events, like a limb amputation, people systematically and consistently give lower estimates on the second go than they did on the first one, suggesting that maybe they're cherry-picking examples to support this lower estimate and make them think that their personal risk was even lower than they initially thought. It's just like when we cherry-pick examples for a job interview, where we show great leadership, despite perhaps not being the best leaders. Another interesting finding about this research was that the estimates people gave for their personal risk was much lower than their actual risk. It's not an uncommon finding in psychology, and it links to a concept known as self-enhancement, where most of us think we're kind of special, definitely not average, And in fact, we're better than we really are. This expresses itself in a range of things, such as thinking our risk of experiencing heart disease is lower than another person who's similar to us. Or we think our chances of our marriage being a success are high and we're less likely to get a divorce than other newlyweds. The self-enhancement isn't just about events that may happen to us. It also applies to characteristics of ourselves and our beliefs. For example... We think we're more intelligent than we really are. Receiving results from an intelligence test doesn't really change that belief, as we will easily come up with reasons why the test is wrong, rather than why our belief in our own intelligence would be wrong. We do the same thing with our attitudes and beliefs. So, let's say we're for the death penalty. We will scrutinize evidence suggesting that the death penalty is not an effective deterrent for crime, while we welcome evidence in line with our beliefs. Psychology has long looked into these distortions, and we noticed two different explanations were brought up. One is the desirability bias, 
where we favor evidence in line with our desires. We believe what we want to believe. Another is the confirmation bias. This is where we favor evidence in line with our beliefs. We believe that what makes us right. Such findings made me and my collaborators, Ben Tappin and Ryan McKay, wonder what counts stronger. What we think is the case, or what we want to be the case. Now usually, those two are in line with each other. We want to be intelligent, and we believe we are too. So how can you tell these two processes apart? To investigate the question, we used the unique circumstances of the 2016 presidential election in the States, where some people had differing expectations and desires about the outcome of the election. Imagine a Trump supporter who wanted Trump to win, but may have believed Clinton would due to establishment support. On the contrary, a Clinton supporter may have believed Trump would win, having witnessed other political surprises like Brexit. And then there were, of course, people who thought that their preferred candidate would also win. We took these four different groups of people, so Clinton supporters and believers, Trump supporters and believers, Clinton supporters but Trump believers, and Trump supporters but Clinton believers, and asked them to give an estimate of the chances of their preferred candidate winning. Then we presented them with polling information that supported one or the other candidate would win. We made up this evidence. Now, for the different groups of people, the evidence from the polls would be either in line with their desires, they wanted to win, and or their beliefs, or neither. We then asked them to give an estimate of the chances of their candidate winning again, and we looked how much they had changed. What we now had were these interesting people whose wants and beliefs were going in opposite directions. So what changed the most? What we found was that polling information suggesting that the candidate they thought would win, but did not want to win, didn't really change beliefs at all. They didn't take the evidence on board. However, polling information suggesting their desired candidate would win, despite them not thinking so initially, was taken on board gladly and increased the estimated likelihood that their candidate would win. What we found in psychological terms is evidence for the desirability bias, but not the confirmation bias. Basically, people are more likely to update their expectations if it's in line with what they want, rather than what they necessarily care about is being right. Some might wonder why do we have such distorted views of ourselves and the world around us? Some people argue that by seeing ourselves in a better light, we feel like we are contributing more to society and making our lives worthy. This in turn helps with the existential fear and dread stemming from knowing that one day we will all die. This is known as terror management theory. Relatedly, people who do experience fear or dread or negative feelings, such as people with depression, show less self-enhancement than people without depression. It almost seems as if these distorted beliefs help us cope with the world and stay healthy. So in conclusion, in an answer to why are people so wrong, I'd say, we don't know, but also it helps us stay strong. Thank you for listening to the Regents University London podcast. To find out more about the university, please visit regents.ac.uk.